Hey everyone, you're listening to the Cyberhawk Talk Podcast, episode number four. Settle the fuck down, son. Recorded Monday, March 3rd, 2014. Welcome everybody to episode four of the Cyberhawk Talk Podcast. I'm Ray. All right, I'm Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> All right, apparently we have a special guest today. So let's kick all things right, off. All right, all right. <laughs> Keep I, your I shirt on. I can't. I love my body. <laughs> I keep getting younger. <laughs> yeah, he is like fucking Joe Black or whatever the fuck that movie was. Wasn't it Joe Black? I don't. Jim. Jimmy. No, Benjamin Button. Oh yeah, shit, no. Joe Black was something totally different. But no, yes, Benjamin. Yeah, Benjamin Button. He's fucking he's got reverse that Benjamin aging. Button's disease. Yeah, he's going to turn totally into sperm. <laughs> he's getting younger and the girls are getting older. All right. <laughs> All right, so let's start off with uh, shop talk. No, no, um, I'm Ellen DeGeneres. Selfie. Yeah, that she did a phenomenal job with the Oscars. I, I saw clips here and there, uh, but from what I have heard and from what I've seen, it looks like she did a great, great job. Um, I believe Ellen and Neil Patrick Harris uh, should be the only ones allowed to host anything. Definitely. Neil Patrick Harris always does a great job, and Ellen definitely did a great job this year. I, I think they're going to have her back. Good. That's That would be great. But I'd love to see her back. Yeah. You know what? We, you know, I think we, we can get back uh, to the Oscars during uh, the – movies and games and you know general TV section um, because we have a very very interesting story to start off this week's podcast and that being the cleaver robber or attempted robbery in China if I'm not mistaken uh, yeah, it was I, in China uh, I don't know whether he is the stupidest criminal in the world the laziest criminal in the world or goddamn smart. <laughs> I think that the dumbest, the dumbest criminal that dumbest, I've seen. New word. There you go, folks. Dumbest criminal. The dumbest. All right. The dumbest criminal that I've ever heard of was the guy who tried to rob a convenience store dressed as Gumby. This guy, not that far behind, walks into a bank that has the bulletproof or bullet-resistant, because none of them are bulletproof, glass with a cleaver. The, la- the, the, the teller is laughing at him. Uh, for a second, watching the video, I thought she was on the phone, but she just was looking back at the camera like, look at this morose mother effer right here. Oh, he no, was on his s- phone, wasn't he? Uh, I think he was. It's like he had something better to do. He half-heartedly robbed the place. He's like, yeah, I, okay, I'll rob the fucking place, Mom. Hold on. Could you give me the money, please? Now, this, no, is, no. this is where I think he qualifies as the smartest criminal. Because he has plausible deniability that he was actually robbing the bank. Maybe he just came from work cutting up a chicken on the street. He was <laughs> in the bank talking to his mom. And she was all yelling in the phone, which is calm talk to them. I'll give you some money. 
because their skull needs more chickens. Well, I do not know what's going to happen to this guy yet. Hopefully they'll update it, but it's China, so he probably disappeared. Um, no offense to any of our Chinese listeners. If you're out there. Well, yeah, if you're out there. But uh, I I think this guy was just I mean, blitzed out of his mind. He, I mean, literally, he might have been he prob- on that zombie face-eating stuff. Believe it or not, he may have not even been on the phone with somebody. He just had a dead phone to his ear, pretending he was talking. Well, because when the ability again, yeah, as soon as he walked out of there with the cleaver in his hand, the cops surrounded him. He's like, "Hold on, I'm still not done with my phone call. I get one, don't I?" Chong chong chi chong is what I imagine it sounded like. No, <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> I just want to note. Let, let's stick uh, to China here. He was singing. He was singing to his girl <laughs> and practicing wow. his cleaver style martial arts. You know what? That's a possibility. But all he needed to do uh, was give his girlfriend something that's never been around. Uh, and keeping with China, the panda dog uh, that was panda dog. bred over there. Explain this to me. What is a panda dog? Well, from the pictures that I've seen, it's a fucking dog that looks like a panda. Is it an actual panda, or is it just a dog with panda-like fur? I am... I am... I'm re-looking at it now. um, Because from the picture, it looks like a dog. I mean, it's, it's a dog. That's just has the panda colors. It's ridiculous. That's I don't cute. I'll say. Yeah, it's in the Zhang. It's in China's Zhang Zhangzhou province. Good pronunciation. I thought you'd mess that one up. <laughs> uh, there is a yeah. They had six dogs. Uh, so three of them look like straight up dogs, and the other, th- the other three, look like fucking pandas. Interesting concept. That's yes. like what the Russians did with the silver foxes. Even though uh, I don't think you can actually get a domesticated fox now because they ended that program, and those things are really expensive, but. If you've ever wanted a fox, a silver fox would have been the way to go. Well, I would rather have a wolf of some sort. But, you know, in a dream world, if they didn't tear your face off and, you know, want to play with you by biting your neck, I would want a tiger because they're fucking ginormous. I'll put a saddle on it. Yes, I know I'm fat, but those motherfuckers... Why that tiger in the work every day? Yeah, they, they... be like, can be I'm crazy Morgan. Use my yeah. tiger, son. <laughs> if you think about it, they can be up to like 1,100 pounds. And putting a saddle on it and riding it. Come on, who, who would fuck with you right then? No one. The fact that you already have a tiger, you could walk your tiger with a chain and a leash. No one's fucking with you. But the fact that you're now on top of the tiger. Are we talking like horse saddle here? Because that would be awesome. <laughs> 
ride that tiger like a horse, kick it in its side until it gets mad. You know, be like I didn't know, son. Yeah, I know. Mike Tyson started it off, you know, with his with his own personal tiger. I know there are two magicians uh, that have their tigers, and one of them uh, was bitten up. I'm not gonna say their names because I don't want them to sue us. Um, they can't sue us with public knowledge. It's true. It happened. Yeah, true. So any heat towards them, you didn't make any accusations of their personality per se. Sigfried, You're right, boy. Yeah, Sigfried why do you have Roy... a tiger that you didn't feed? That tiger was hungry. That's what... yeah. I mean, that's what happens when you have an animal who's three to four times your weight and is hungry. You you don't want to do that. Up. No more locked doors. <laughs> oh man, that brings back so many memories. Okay, uh, now let's move on. Uh, do you have a topic? Something that you saw on the interwebs this week? I don't. I I, I have no idea where we're going. Okay, you know what? How about let let's go uh, from China to the UK. Okay. All right. The good so, old Brits. Yeah, love you. The... <laughs> love you, girl. That's my British Jamaican guy. Oh, I was about to say, that's not more Jamaican he's more a, than anything. He's a transplant. I don't exactly know how to transfer a Jamaican accent and throw a little British in there. So I'm just going to go straight Jamaican like he's fresh off the boat. But he's a <laughs> love you, girl. Long time. He's just standing on the street corner. Come on, girl. He's with Call me now. <laughs> Anyways. Okay, so... Just just picture this. Um, you know, I think it was last year, or a couple years ago, uh, the UK started a, a big movement against child porn. Uh, and they set up a committee uh, that was going to help uh, with filtering uh, of all this child porn. Now, hold on. Is that along with their, like, general blockage of porn that just went through in the last few months that they passed? Um, or is that something completely different? Because I know not too long ago they issued that, like, internet-wide porn filter where you couldn't go to any porn sites, I think. But at the same time, it messed up a bunch of, like, legitimate sites? Um, I'll have to look into that. It, it, I don't think... We'll get uh, back they... to you people on that one. Let, let, let's go to the pressing issue. Top, okay, so... Top porn filters. Yeah, one of the top British Prime Minister advisors who helped design the countries in, in the internet filtering program that they have uh, has been arrested for child porn. He had child porn. So you had somebody who was brought in to stop people from getting child porn. Right. Harboring all the child porn. Don't you think it's a little bit suspicious that he was the only one? I'm not going to say he was the only, but he had access to a lot of these things. And no one, you know, thought that, hey, let's, let's check this guy's computer out. Huh. I, I'm generally stunned by that. So you're telling me the guy who created this child porn filter. He helped create. Yeah. He helped create it in Britain. 
was he himself a child porn aficionado? Yes. He's a fucking pedophile. Fuck that hypocrite. You know, there's, there's a few things in this world that I will straight out go out and tell you, fuck you, you dirty cunt. I hope you burn in the fiery pits of Hades. Yeah, a goddamn twat, man. And, you know, pedophiles are are one of them. You know, we're not going to go down any slippery slopes and talk about age differences and things like that. We're just going to go down the this In this case, child porn is child porn. Doesn't matter how you cut it. Fucking prick over there. You know, and that goes to show you, it doesn't matter, you know, how, you know, family oriented, orientated, oriented, whatever, how much you look like a family guy, your ass can be harboring uh, child porn. Uh, And when it comes to shit like that, fucking disgusting. Fucking disgusting. I I totally agree. I totally agree with you 100%. Don't know the guy's name, so we don't want to slander any advisors who it's not, but dude, go fuck yourself. Yeah, you know who you are, you fucking prick. If you ever come down to the States, come find us. We will be more than glad to stomp a muggle in your ass. All right. (laughs) Matthew McConaughey style. All right, all right, all right. All right, so... um, before we started recording, I believe you had a question for me, but you yeah. wanted to hold off. I'm going to pose this question for you. It's a bit far-fetched. It's a little out there, but you have a time machine or you have access to a time machine. No rules except for you have to go back in time and it has to be before the 1900s. Where would you go what would you do? Okay, before the 1900s, because you know that if I had access to the 1900s, I'd go back and try to kill Hitler. But, you know, if I could go back to any time, I would probably uh, try to go back uh, during the time of, like, St. Thomas Aquinas and, you know, have a nice conversation with him. But then I would need to speak his language. So it's one of those things that if I did have access to the time machine, I would take a translator with me. Okay. Uh, to do it. Uh, because when uh, he's one of like the big theologians uh, that I always looked up to. Because uh, he had some ways of putting things that when you look at it at face value, even at face value, like, Oh, fucking understand that. And then you look at it from a deeper perspective. It's like, fuck, he was so deep with, you know, so few words. But yeah, so that's what I would do. That's what she said. (laughs) All right. Well, you totally took that into a different ballpark. And I probably should have figured you would, knowing you and your philosophical ways. Me? I'm more primal. I'm gearing up. Oh, shit. I'm taking a sniper rifle, powerful scope, Glock, book bag full of ammo. Are you fucking going going to hunt for dinosaurs? No, I'm not going to hunt for dinosaurs. I'm going to hunt for man. I'm going back to, let's say, 
Uh, America time. I'm not, I'm not sure when, but let's say when Americans were fighting the Indians, and I being the Native Americans, don't cry a tear. And I'm going to join up with the Indians. They're not going to know it. I'm going to hide in the woods, and I'm going to snipe me some people. And then I will show myself. And if they don't fear me, I will make them fear me. Okay, but wouldn't that alter like your ability care. to go back? And I, I said the, there were no rules. It's it's purely fantastical oh. fantasy. Maybe what I don't know the word yeah. I'm looking for here, but yeah, it's it's very crazy what I would do. Okay, but what would you achieve by doing it? What, what, what was, what's the end game for it? I want the Indians to fear me and respect me. I want them to oh. write history books about this <laughs> mythical creature in decked out body armor who came back and killed a bunch of people faster than anyone's ever killed anyone. <laughs> In fact, I want to be the world record holder for most amount of people killed in least amount of time. Because back then, they wouldn't even have the technology I would have access to. A Glock? Come on. <laughs> you think a musket's going to hurt me unless they shoot me in the head? They're not going to see me. I'm going to be sniping people from, like, distances. I'm going, like, 800 yards away. So you just have the Glock as backup then? Yes. In case I want to get all up in that ass. So, are you going to run and, like, steal a horse and then start shooting that Glock in the middle I of the battlefield? I might shoot that horse and eat that horse. I don't know yet. <laughs> I, I I thought, you know, with something like that, you'd probably bring in your own decked-out Humvee. You know, you, you'll be steering with your legs as you pop out the custom-made uh, top, uh, start shooting from both sides, steering with your feet. You know what? That That's kind of pretty cool. Uh, I might do that. You know what? I I don't know what I would do. I'm 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 just shooting out the ass here. In fact, <laughs> if I could, I I would skip the whole pre 1900s. I'm going back and I'm banging Catherine Hepburn. <laughs> oh, oh! At least she's in her prime. Cause yeah, <laughs> that's well, what I You know, speaking of you know doing something like that, if I could. Uh, I would drive my, I, I actually, I would probably get a Porsche or another very, very nice, expensive car, drive it, come out of the window and then, you know, surf the car. Uh, but I'm one, I'm too fat to do that now. Go surf uh, the car. <laughs> and, and two, uh, if you've ever been on YouTube, you've more than likely seen the video of the guy trying to surf his car and fucking falls off. And then his car plows into a tree. So, um, I have not seen that, but you know what? That sounds absolutely ridiculously horrible and hilarious. It is. Thumbs up. Uh, yeah, yeah. Thumbs up. Uh, thumbs up for stupid people. We love you, yeah. and you create <laughs> great comedy. Yes, you do. Hats off to all the stupid people in the world. You know what? Let's let's go and stick with that comedy thing. We'll actually jump into our movies, you know, entertainment section. Uh, and right. there's Matthew there's McConaughey approves. Yeah, we're we're gonna get really real for the first part of this because there's no other way to start this off by uh, saying that we lost a 
great, you know, uh, comedian, actor, uh, comedian, actor, uh, director, oh, all around guy. good guy. Yeah, uh, with Harold Ramis, uh, aka Igor, as you're all gonna know him. E- Egon, Egon. Oh, fucked it up. <laughs> big Ghostbusters fan. No, I'm all right. small. Okay, we 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 corrected it, so the hate you can stop writing that hate mail before you even start. Yes, he knows it's a sentiment that counts, um, because being of our generation, I mean, if you're in your uh, mid to late twenties, uh, I mean, even some of the younger kids, if they watch Ghostbusters and things like that, but if you're into those older comedy movies, you know your stripes. Yeah, your Ghostbusters. Caddyshack, um, right? Caddyshack. Um, Every once in a while, you just got to hit that Netflix and throw up some old comedy. Yeah, European Vacation. I mean, Harold Ramis has had... He, he had his hand on what we have evolved into liking. I mean, he shaped... A, a lot of our childhood. I mean, Groundhog Day was another one uh, that he did. Um, he was was a great director, and he wrote some of the funniest things uh, that you ever you know see. I mean, at, at least in my opinion, uh, he was a phenomenal actor, and he did a lot behind the scenes. And when he was in front of the camera, he delivered some very memorable moments. If you haven't seen uh, Ghostbusters. Um, you I don't know to. where you've been. Yeah, I mean, like, you you have to stop what you're doing right now. You know, pause the podcast, go watch it, and come back, and then you know how much uh, this man has done for you. I mean, even if you don't know him directly, he's influenced some of the best uh, comedians, comedians out there. directors. Ooh, I mean, so, uh, a lot of the, like the the Wachowskis. Yes, they're they're very serious, but they were influenced by him. Um, you know, Kevin Smith, who again is, is a podcaster, director, all your community, you name it. That's, he does a ton. Uh, he was directly impacted, um, by, you know, uh, Mr. Ramis. Uh, and all I can say is, you know, w- with him passing, you know, that, that's just, a little bit of comedy that's left this world. Actually, a lot of comedy that left this oh. world because that that guy can write. We and have lost even... a great a great man. Yeah. Forget and, just you know, a great actor, comedian, writer, director. Great human being overall. Yes. He will be missed. Truly, he truly will be missed. And our hats are off to his family, and you know. There's, there's not much we can say uh, about that. We we did not know him personally, but I'm very thankful for Growing the work up that it. he did. Yeah. I mean, all the movies that he had a hand in usually were the movies that made me laugh the hardest. And, you know, that's... We'll, we'll end uh, that portion you know, with a goodbye to a great soul. Adios, um, amigo. Oh, yeah. Uh...
but uh, we have to uh, move on. And, you know, the next thing, uh, let, let's go to a comedian who was influenced by Ristin, Mr. Uh, excuse me, uh, Ramis. Um, and you have S- Seth Rogen. Uh, and, you know, the Sega versus Genesis uh, console wars film. That he's uh, putting out. I, yep. I don't know if I'd pay to see it, but I definitely do want to see it. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I will. Yeah. I'm the same way. Uh, if it, when it comes on, uh, Netflix or another medium that I can watch it free by all means, but you know what? I'm, I'm going to actually withdraw that comment. I'm going to wait until I actually see some content from that movie. I'm, I'm going to give Seth Rogen the benefit of the doubt. I mean, because, yeah, I, I think he could pull it off. I mean, I, I've seen those, not particular console wars, but I've seen those documentaries like the world record for Donkey Kong, and I enjoyed them. So Seth Rogen, console wars, I can rock with that. I, I think it's going to be a decent movie for what it is. Yep, yeah, man, you know, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And Seth Rogen is another you know, really good guy. Uh, he's a Hollywood uh, actor, comedian um, in his own right. Uh, but he also is a very, very humble person and has a huge heart. Um, if you guys didn't know, um, his mother-in-law uh, is battling Alzheimer's and he's one of the big proponents uh, for you know fighting to find a cure and things like that. He actually went in front of a Senate committee. He did. Uh, and, and I'll just say right now, fuck those guys, except for the two out of the, what, 18 who I've, actually showed up. Yeah. I think it was something like that. I happen to see two out of 18 senators actually give a damn. Yeah. I happened to see some of the C-SPAN uh, stuff uh, there's stuff, the C-SPAN uh, footage uh, of it, and he gave very heartfelt uh, plea for it. But yeah, it, it's a real dick move for our centers that we elect, and we pay them to to listen to stuff. We pay them to listen to things like this, and only two were there for it. But the real fucked up thing is one of these senators... The one, one of them who wasn't at the actual uh, meeting took a uh, selfie with Seth right before he was going to give his speech. And then left. And then left. What a fucking dick move. And, and then posted you know, to Twitter that Seth Rogen was such a great guy for taking the picture. I am so glad that Seth Rogen called him out on it for leaving. Yes. So Seth Rogen winning US senators who didn't bother to show to the meeting. Fuck you. Fuck you. Uh but you know what? If a few of those senators actually had crises to take care of crises to take care of, because again, we don't know every single one of the senators. Uh, we don't know if there there was something that was pressing that was 
months in advance that they had to go to. But fuck the one guy who decided, you know what, let me grab a picture with Seth yeah. Rogen and then yeah, back. And, and fuck the senators who said they had something important to do but went to go play golf or do something else. You know, we pay you guys to represent us. We chose you, and you want to shit in our mouths. So fuck off. But you know what? No one's shitting in my mouth. <laughs> let's let's go from those assholes to a woman, a, a very very loving actress, or a, an actress that I don't know who wouldn't know of Judy Dench, uh, but she's Madam an actress. Judy Dench. Yeah, Madam Judy Dench. I'm sorry, she. She's just been in a ton of movies. I'm not going to begin to list them off. Just think I, 007 movies. Okay, yeah. I mean, if you think of the the newer 007 movies. She Pierce Brosnan and on, I would say. Yeah, she has done a lot and been in a lot. And it pains me to know. Pains me. Um, pains. Yeah, it pangs me. It's, and, it's horrible. And, yeah, and for those of you old enough to know the Princess Bride, you know the pang I'm talking about. So special kind of pang. <laughs> but when it boils down to it, for an actress like that who's brought us a ton of awesomeness, to find out that she has a, a degenerative disease that is causing her to slowly lose her eyesight, it's fucking awful, man. Absolutely terrible. I mean, it's gotten to the point where she has somebody read her, her scripts, and quite frankly, as old as she is, as much of a Hollywood starlet, I would go as far as to say, she deserves to have somebody reading her scripts to her well, while she's in bed having tea and crumpets. <laughs> All right, believe it or not, she did... You know, have like for a majority of her career, she has had people read back her script to her because it it helps her uh, with her process. It's just sad to know that she loves creating art and she loves looking at art. She loves looking at, I mean, she loves movies. And for her to say she can't watch movies anymore because it just hurts her eyes, I mean, and imagine seeing the world through a really fucked up dirty mesh and slowly people just start slinging shit on it. Shit I mean, players. It, it's just really fucked up. And, you know, <laughs> I know we went from a, a bummer of a story to a funny story back to another bummer of a story, but this shit's happening in Hollywood people. And, you know, we have to throw it out there because it's, it's a very interesting uh, thing uh, to know. Uh, and that just goes to show you don't fucking take anything for granted, man. You know, one day you can have perfect vision. The next, you can't see shit. Don't take that. Yeah, don't take anything for granted. But you know what? We're, that'll be one of the last... Uh, bummer is a story that you hear on this episode. Maybe. Maybe. Can't predict the <laughs> but, but you know what? We'll go from Miss, uh, Madam Judy Dench, excuse me, uh, 
to uh, something that I uh, saw on my traversal of the interwebs. Uh, it, it was on our Aris Technica. Uh, and there is a porn company that's going in and digitally removing condoms. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. What? So what? Crazy. They're, <laughs> they're going back into their archives and digitally removing the Jimmies. The Johnnies. The Jimmies. You're bad. Yeah. Are you serious? <laughs> okay, you know, when you go on YouTube and you have the safe for work porn where people just draw random shit over it to make it look like nothing's going on, but you know that it's porn underneath. Right. I, I understand that. Okay. This is the total opposite. You know, you have a regular porn. You know, they're having sex with a condom, which a majority of us do. Because it's you required know. by law. Let us get that straight. If they didn't. Required by law due to those AIDS scares, I think we'd still have porn without condoms. Yes, I mean, but even then, in our personal lives, a lot of us use condoms to not get diseases or, you know, to, to not... Wrap it up. Yeah, you know, have kids and things like that. You know, the Omar method... <laughs> not for everyone. It's not for everyone, and that's totally acceptable. But to spend a bunch of money... You know, digitally removing condoms. Like, what are they going to do? You know what? I would have to uh, visually inspect some of these porn that they actually uh, take. Because if they're just going to, like, CGI in a dick over the condom, that's going to be ridiculous. Uh, I don't envy the guy who's going to have to go back and zoom into all that dick. Oh, oh my God. To remove he's gonna, a condom. He's going to have a 52-inch screen. Zo- no, yeah. He's going to have a 52-inch TV. He's going to have to go 100 frames per second. So each individual, actually 24 frames. Yeah, let's go, you know, film quality. 24 frames. He's going to have to go in there in each individual frame and take out the condom. He's he's gonna have to zoom into this guy's dick, and remove the condom. Poor guy. I, Whoever you I, are out there, my heart goes out to you. Your life is never gonna be the same. Yeah, but you know what? Going from somebody who has to watch a bunch of fucking to uh, some people who throw in jokes in a show that a, a cartoon show. Uh, let's let's jump over to South Park. South Park, you know, just released today, um, March fourth, uh, here in the U.S. Uh, South Park Stick of Truth. It's the first uh, South Park game that they've had in a while, and it's an RPG. From what I've read, uh, in the reviews, it is a phenomenal game. I haven't played it just yet. I've seen a bunch of the trailers and some of the gameplay. I've and seen some it, gameplay. Yeah, it looks fucking hilarious. And really going out there on a limb here, uh, the places that some of these teens were banned in the EU, I, I'm sorry that you're not going to be able to see some really funny shit, but you do know that Matt and Trey had to give a little fuck you to the uh, members of the EU who wanted the game banned. Uh, so the picture of 
the statue holding his head uh, and the EU flag in the back and then a description of what would have happened before you can proceed. That was a real classy move. I love it. Uh, I have always loved South Park. South Park is one of my guilty pleasures, but Matt and Trey Parker, they're a duo um, that, I mean... They really know how to get back at people. Yeah, they're just fucking hilarious. I mean, I I remember back in high school uh, watching... You know South Park with the guys. I mean, we would just watch these shows, and the next day come in and, and talk, talk about, about it. Yeah, and you know basketball. <laughs> and I haven't seen the Book of Mormon yet, but I can't wait to see it. I, when I would love to see that. I mean, I even have it. You know, I'm in New York. I can go see it on Broadway or whatever. I still haven't done it yet but i yeah, definitely I've, want to i've heard the soundtrack uh when you have say, when you have somebody you know singing don't fuck the baby i mean i don't know how you keep a straight face i know there's some you, you parts don't. of the yeah i know there's some parts of the world that there things like that actually do happen uh, and i'm very very uh upset about something like that but when it comes to the book of mormon it tries to paint it in, you know, a satirical uh, light. And, you know, I'm all about satire. I love comedy. We, we love satire. Yeah, that's, that's, what, that's what we are. I mean, that's, that's what I love. Satire is fucking amazing. And since we live in America, we can say whatever the fuck we want. And, you know, I I can't wait to see it myself personally. So... Uh, let's let's move on uh, to the next bit of media. I believe you were uh, watching a bunch of stuff this week. It's technically not one of the. It's not going to be one of our picks, but you saw a documentary that you wanted. Uh, to put I, in I've seen a lot of documentaries these last few days on Netflix. I've been browsing through a lot of them: Egypt, Jesus, Joan of Arc. But one that I really enjoyed was. Pompeii. There's a documentary on Netflix about Pompeii that was really interesting. Talked about the days leading up to what we now know happened. And it was really interesting. I mean, one of the key points that got to me was Pompeii was one of the few cities at that time where a slave could essentially buy his freedom and become as rich as the person who formerly owned him. And that stuck out to me. And I don't know what it is with my mind, but when I first heard that, the first thing I thought of was two slaves buying their freedom right before Pompeii was destroyed and (laughs) just wondering what's going to happen. And their adventures leading up to the earthquake that caused ultimately the volcano eruption. And just thinking about that, I, I laughed my ass off. All right, now I don't even know if that's acceptable to do. I think enough times passed, and I'm allowed to joke about it. But you know, if I can, I'm making a movie about that. <laughs> okay, you know what? Let, let's set something like that up. All right, it's it's a month before the earthquake. Uh, these slaves finally saved up enough, and they each buy their freedom. 
they had a little bit extra to buy a little uh, decrepit house, and they're fixing it up. You know, they're, they're just joking around, like, oh, I'm glad that I'm not a slave anymore. You know, we have our own place. Now mm-hmm. we can finally get some women and not have to worry about somebody whooping us awake. And before you get the women, you know, you got to make that money. So you got to figure out what to do next after buying that house. Do you go <laughs> you know what? They, buy a they, stall and serve your no, ethnic food? No, no, no. They're the first. Um, they're they're going to be the first mob known to man. They're a two-man uh, hit squad. <laughs> they start going around. Oh, you have problems? You, you pay us. Problems? We'll make sure, we'll make sure your problems you. go away. And then they kick over some poor guy's stand and say, look, someone <laughs> just did that. You need protection. And the guy's standing there dumbfounded at these two guys who actually just did that to him. I, I think it'd be a, a funny concept. Yeah. So... They they do that for a couple weeks. They actually saved up and they upgraded their home. And just as they start finishing and laying the last brick on the new uh, new wall that they put up, fucking earthquake comes. Fucking earthquake comes and just fucks their shit up. But, you know, yeah. them being former slaves, they're not in the know. They don't have the means to get out of Pompeii like the rich people do. So they're one of the, I guess, few hundred people I'll say left behind who rebuild the city and think nothing's going wrong. They think they can survive that. You know, you know what? These guys were slaves not too long ago. They're happy to have their freedom. They're happy to continue their mob rule. Yeah. So what they do instead of trying to rebuild their own house, they go to their old, you know, slave master's house, their old master's house, if you will. You know, he left, took all the shit and left, so he left a perfectly good house. Sure, there's a few cracks in the walls, a few things fell, but nothing a little protection money won't fix. Yeah, so they they do that. Um, I don't know how many weeks after that the volcano comes. A week later. Okay, so a week later, you know, they're sitting outside drinking some, I don't know. Weed? Whatever they drink in Pompeii back then. They're they're getting their ass drunk, and then all of a sudden, they they look up like, "Hey, that mountain's spitting stuff. What the hell's going on there?" So they see a bunch of people, just you know, running by the hills. Yeah, they they were they were closer to it, uh, and they saw some stuff. They're just running. Hey, hey, where, where are you going? What's what's going on? Oh, I'll be like I, I just saw Bobby or wh- whatever the fuck. I just I, I don't care. Yeah, I just <laughs> saw him get eaten by fire. Fire. That's right. Yeah. So they just like yeah, that's, that's that's fucked up. Guys oh, running man. away. They're looking at this. They don't know what to say. Grabs another guy who's seeming in hysterics. He's like, "Look, we got to get out of here. We got to find some place to hide." Says him, "You know what? Settle the fuck down, son." We're going to do this. We're going to survive. You know what? Settle the fuck down, son. That, sh- that should be the name of this episode. We're going to title this episode, Settle the Fuck Down, Son. I would do it in Matthew McConaughey's voice. Settle the fuck down, son. All right. My body. All right. My you know chest. what? So, All right. 
they're they're one of the last few there, and then that hot ash starts spewing in front of them. So that you know what they they used to be slaves. They're in shape, so they start running away. You know what? They actually get away. They're they're looking back at what's left of Pompeii and just that pile of ash, and they're just thinking, man. Time to we, get the hell we, out of here. Yeah, we, we bought our freedom. We had some houses. Oh, we lost it all. What the hell are we gonna do? Then they they travel, and you know, as they're traveling, since they're alone, they're getting kind of hungry. They see this farm. They go, you know, steal a chicken. They get caught by the farmer, and that farmer just happens uh, to be the leader of the little community. And he takes them in as slaves. <laughs> so, the more, so the moral of the story is, if you buy your freedom and shit starts to go really bad, earthquakes and volcanoes, get the fuck away as quickly as you can. Shit goes and, south. And don't be stupid enough to steal somebody else's shit. As you got out, that's like somebody getting out of prison. Like, oh man, I'm hungry. I'm gonna go steal some food. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, I, think it, I think it'd make a great story you know what somebody needs to make that that would be hilarious I know they have that Pompeii movie that's coming out now um, uh, about it wouldn't the, be a comedy like ours yeah this uh, I know have you seen year one yes Yeah, it, it's something like that people do a year one but with Pompeii I'd see it Hell, if I create it, I definitely see it. <laughs> I made it. I better see it. Get my money worth. All right, let's jump uh, from uh, media to tech talk. And I saw a item online uh, called the Tile. It's a small device. I mean, picture one of the. Uh, chocolate mints that you find on a pillow at a really fancy uh, hotel yeah at a fancy hotel things. yeah picture something about that size in stores because right now i would love one i don't know it's like a thin mint type chocolate yeah delicious mints. i'm about to go yeah. book a hotel room just to get some of that fancy chocolate <laughs> i need it yeah. for my abs matthew mcconaughey needs it <laughs> all right all right but just imagine something that size that is a trackable item. You know, it's Bluetooth enabled, so you can, you know, pair it to your phone. And there's an app that allows you to search for it. It'll start emitting a beep the closer you get to it. It has a, a LED light, so it can light up. Nice. Um, oh, it's, it's like one of those things that they used to advertise a long time ago on TV. Like you put it on your keys, so when you lose your keys, you just press it and it beeps. But more technological yeah. than that. Yeah, and I like that idea. Yeah, and since both of us are parents and our and I children, put it on my child. Yeah, you <laughs> you you put it in one of their uh, you know pants. You know, just make sure you put it in a, a zippered pocket so it doesn't just go falling out. They start running a little too far from you. You can get a notice to your phone and like, hey, your kid's going too far. So and, you know. M- most parents won't need that, but when you're at a big festival and you have four or five kids with you, 
and they start going in their little pairs and start running away. You're like, oh, shit. You know, you want to make sure you can find your kid. So what you're saying is this is like the baby leash without the leash. Yes. Nice. Yes, it is. So you're telling me other parents won't laugh at me for having my child on a leash because they won't see the leash. Yeah, you have the invisible leash. You're not going to be like that lady in the supermarket who has her son on a leash and then wonder why he gets aggravated. Bitch, you're pulling him around like a dog. No one wants that. Except the ones who pay for that kind of stuff. But we're not talking to you guys. That's some sick shit right there. No, but, you know, our parents growing up, they didn't have fucking leashes on us. When they told us to keep our ass still. Yeah, they put the fear of God in you. And what did you do? You stood your ass there. Damn right. You know what? We turned out fine. But then you have these kids on leashes and, you know, when they start biting you and cursing at you and you don't do anything but tell them to go stand in the corner. I'm sorry. You know, shit like that's not going to fly. It's not. But you know what? We're not going to get into a debate like that. Just go out, look up the tile. Great product. And you know what? We'll go from something that you can, you know, f- you know, locate your kid with to something that will locate you. Fucking Facebook drones, man. What? Yeah, I was on TechCrunch, and Facebook is looking to acquire a drone uh, manufacturing company. What the hell does Facebook need a drone manufacturing company for? Listen, Tom, okay? You're scaring me. Yeah. Motherfucker. Tom, what are you doing? Wait, hold on. Was Tom Facebook or MySpace? Tom is MySpace. But you know what? I think Tom has the Facebook, too. He's jealous. You know what? Tom infiltrated Facebook. He's, he's, he's at the top level with Zuck. And he's like, look, you know, you know Zuck, I, I, I have this idea for you. Drones. Why? So when you add a friend, you can go find that friend in real time. You want to deliver him a load of goodness? Boom, drone style. Wow. What what do you mean a load of goodness? (laughs) Uh, Tom, are you all right? No, I'm not all right. I'm delivering a load of goodness. Can't you tell? You you sunk my company, fucker. (laughs) Yeah, I can see that. And that's when Mark Zuckerberg uses hovercraft and gets away. Good old Zuck. No, but I I just can't believe it. I mean, if they do acquire this company, what the fuck does Facebook need drones for? I don't You're know. You're not... And it, I'm quite scared to even think about what they would need drones for. Okay, there's a company, Amazon, that is that may be releasing drones to deliver packages on Sundays and things like that. It'll get you your package faster. I'm all fucking for it. I don't know about that. I think they're going to be delivering some crazy, crazy foods. Yeah. You know what? To me, for a company that actually has, uh, you know, deliverables, why the fuck not? But, Facebook, stay the fuck away from drones. Yeah. Not a good move. No. Dick Very New to... World Order-ish. 
Yeah. You're already tracking us through everything else. Do you really need drones? Don't answer yeah. that. You know what? We'll go from a company that's on the top of the world right now, because that's what Facebook fucking is, to a company that used to be on the top of, you know, the the DIY electronics guys. Uh, I'm talking about Radio Shack. Yeah. Uh, Radio Shack used Radio to be Shack. the... Yeah, they used to be the store I would go to uh, to go get my resistors, to go get little parts here. I need more, you know, solder. I would go to Radio Shack. I still do. I yeah. mean, if, if if I can't wait for something like a resistor, solder, LED lights, battery cases, I'm I'm right there at Radio Shack because it's actually right Convenient. near the house. And it's faster if I need something right away, if I don't have time to wait. But... Sad to hear, Radio Shack is closing down like 1,100 stores. Yeah, 1,100 stores. That's a bunch of people losing their jobs. But you know what? Hopefully. I blame it on the Super Bowl commercial. That's where they lost all that money. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully in the next couple years. We got to close some stores because, you know, we ran out of money spending it on the Super Bowl commercial. It was really a competition this year, and we needed to get ourselves out there. We're sorry. Yeah. Can you imagine those meetings when you're about to do your job and you just saw your company spend that much money on a Super Bowl commercial? I would fucking just walk out. Kick to the gonads. Kick to the gonads. I I take that back. I would stay there to the very last day and get my compensation package. Five-finger discount every day until it's closed? (laughs) No, I'm pretty sure these guys will get some type of compensation for being let go or, you know, some people will be moved to other stores. But most of the Radio Shacks that I know of, that I've been to, will have like five employees, but there's like one person in the store and that's me. Yeah. So instead of closing 1,100 stores, how about you readjust some of the stores that you have? Instead of having five employees at one time, how about you just slim down the workforce a tad across the board so you can keep some of these places open? Yeah, I mean, it's still a big store to go to for your DIY needs. I mean, I wouldn't really shop there for anything else. Their batteries, to me, are a little overpriced, but hell, resistors and stuff like that, when you need it, (laughs) Radio Shack's always been there. Yep, yep, and... It's sad to see them closing down these stores, but you know what? Let's let's jump from Radio Shack closing stores to a company that's you know signed a nice lucrative deal. I mean, it's not as big as some people would think, but you know, Netflix signing with Comcast, uh, so Comcast will give them uh, some more dedicated bandwidth. Um, Smart move on uh, Netflix part. Yes. It, it pisses me off to no avail uh, that a lot of these companies like uh, Comcast, Time Warner, they have a huge grip and control over the, the media. Grip on we, the nuts. Yeah. They, they have control over the media we can consume because they control the bandwidth in which we can do it. And before Netflix paid them, I, I noticed that my Netflix was skidding out on me uh the buffering which is horrendous and i have 50 megs so i know i know i'm getting the fucking the bandwidth but they're they were doing some shady shit they were bottlenecking you you. 
yeah, thank you to Netflix uh, for, you know, being the bigger man, paying the money and getting me my media back to the fast pace that I was. Because when I'm watching Sherlock or a number of your fine product, yeah, you know, Doctor Who, you name it, I watch it all on Netflix. Love the service. And I am just grateful uh, that they opened up uh, that pocketbook and made it rain on Made it rain. Yeah, fucking. They gave up their stripper money to satisfy the customers. Google, if you can fucking hear me, please bring Google Fiber to Augusta. I know you're you're trying it out in Atlanta, but why the fuck did you have to take it to Kansas? Seriously. Kansas was willing to, you know, sell itself like a cheap whore to get it. And, you know, for our listeners in Kansas that have it, you're lucky sons of bitches. It's just like Austin. You guys are so fucking lucky. I I play Call of Duty uh, online, and we have a clan going. And there's two guys in my clan from uh, that area, and they sent me a picture of their speed test. And when they're getting a fucking gigabyte of upload, and I mean, of download, and close to a gig of you know, upload, you fucking make me sick. <laughs> but At least you I, can play online. Yeah, I, I wish I could be over there because I would download the internet like that. All of it. I'll fucking download everything just so I can have it. Yeah. Because I don't know anyone who actually downloads porn anymore because we watch it all online. I would just have every bit of porn ever created downloading at one time just because I could. Very true. I mean, speaking of Google, you know what? I, I'm i a little upset with them. Not upset, but I got an email about Google Glass. I put my hat, my name in the hat a while back, and they finally emailed me about it until I saw the price. They wanted me to give up $1,500 to get the new Google Glass. The developer one? Yes. Okay. Anyone listening to this podcast, please, if you have the pockets... To let us, you know, just donate the money to us. It will go straight to Google Glass, nothing else. We will have updates on the Google ga- Gas. Yeah, Google Gas. It's it's coming out soon. It's going to be in my car. Yeah, you eat burritos, and then as you Make fart, the world <laughs> a safer place with your yeah. environmental gas. Yeah, and as you fart, it powers your car. Get on so, that, yeah. Google. If anyone yeah, can do but, it, you can. Yeah, but um, Google Glass, I, I've wanted to get my hand on There are a few people here in Augusta that have them. I've seen them with them. One of them goes to a, a hacker's uh, clubhouse that we have here, which is cool. But I've never gone up to him and just wanted to, hey, can I fucking use it for a while? Because I don't that, know him that um, well. Yeah, like Charlie Schemas. Murphy in the corner just waiting on him. Yeah, and then the next week when I go back there with them on, like, where'd you get those from? I found them. <laughs> oh, but yeah, I mean, if I had the disposable income for it, I'd jump on it immediately. No, but being a single parent and having to pay a bunch of bills, yeah, that's not gonna happen. And I can't even, justify it. I'm sorry. Yeah, even. 
myself with my son and the bills that I have, not not going to happen. I'm sorry, Google. You make it a bit more uh, in my price range. I'll try. I mean, the PlayStation 4 was my last real big purchase because uh, I saved up for it quite a bit. I mean, you know, I know a bunch of people saved up for the Xbox One. Cool. I mean, even if it was at $500, I might save up and swing that. But fifteen hundred dollars? I'm sorry, Google. I love you for you know the attempt, but you you got to bring down that price. You have to bring. I mean, down I understand. Price. I understand, but hey, some of us just we don't make money like that to be able to, you know, justify that kind of purchase. Yeah, that so a couple paychecks right there. Yeah, I I think. Uh, that is a good place to end uh, tech talk, and we're gonna we're gonna get real right now. This is real talk right now. Um, and you know, I I've spoke about a few uh, different things. Um, this last couple weeks has been a bit difficult. Uh, I know we talked about Seth Rogen and Alzheimer's, um, but uh, my fiance's mother. Um, was diagnosed with stage four cancer, uh, and cancer is a bitch. Cause I lost my grandmother, one of my grandmothers. My other grandmother is still alive, uh, and well, uh, she. It, but that's besides the point. Uh, cancer is a bitch, and th- the different types of cancer that we have out there. She has, you know, lung cancer, stage four lung cancer, and it it fucking sucks because as much as I, as much as I tell my fiance, there's not much that I can tell her that it's going to be okay. I can tell her as much as I know in my heart, I want her to feel okay about everything. But when it comes to your parents or, you know, relatives, yes, we don't get to choose who our parents are. We don't get to choose who our siblings are. But you, know, we can choose our friends. But some of us are just lucky enough that the people, the the family we were born into, is phenomenal, and the friends that we have they become family too. We just get to expand our family. But some of us, you know, don't have a huge friend base. And all we have are our core family, or all they have their core family. And when things like cancer or any other disease happen, it really just puts life into perspective. Life is short. So take advantage of it as much as you can. Enjoy the people around you. Enjoy your family as much as you can. Because remember, tomorrow's never uh, a guarantee. Cancer, you know, eh. calm the fuck down, son. Yeah, it's a fucked up situation, and my heart goes out uh, to her and to anyone uh, out there suffering from the disease, and not just the person who has it, uh, but the family that's there with you, because you may have that disease, but they're there for you. I mean, for the people who are, the people who have family who has cancer and they don't give a shit about, fuck you. How can you be such a stone-hearted son of a bitch to not care about your family? But again, I'm not going to take it to that level. I'm just say, 
for all those who have it. Our hearts go out to you. Um, but let's let's step away uh, from real talk uh, and let's let's go into the last segment. Our picks for the week. Chris, you start us off. My pick this week, uh, I've been reading a lot of books along with watching a lot of Netflix. So my pick is going to once again be in the book world. I recommend you guys check out Let's Explore Diabetes with Owls. I believe that's the name of it by David Sedaris. It's an essay book. Pretty funny. I mean, he's got some good anecdotes in there. Some good insight into his life and his overall bitchy attitude. What a crumbuppin. But it's a fun read. I definitely suggest you guys go check it out. Go to your local library, pick it up. So how how long is the book? I'd say about 280-something pages. But it's a pretty fast read. Nice. That is very, very nice. Okay, so you go with books. I'm going to go with a game. Porn. If you... Yeah. If you have a next gen console, if you're fortunate enough to have one, fuck you guys. Pick up NBA 2K14. I can tell you were going to go that way. I've seen your Facebook the last few days. Yeah, I love this game. The graphics are phenomenal. The gameplay is as tight as always. Facebook doesn't um, do it justice, but I can tell yeah. you, I am envious every time that icon pops up about you adding another picture. I just know what it's going to be, and I hate yeah. you for it. But you know what? When you come down here, we'll play fucking nonstop as long as we can uh, to do it. Uh, uh, but That's yeah. right. <laughs> Guys, hopefully next week's podcast will be recorded with both of us in the same room. Yeah, it's it's been a while since we've been able to hang out in person uh, because we live in different states. But when you have family who come down and visit in either direction, I'm just I just can't uh, go up to New York as often as I would like to. But you better believe it when we have a chance to hang out, we do. And this is just one of those times where we get to record the podcast, we get to write uh, some stuff for uh, Boardhawk Studios. I mean, it's just going to be a very fun time. Uh, so I look forward to it. Uh, you know, it's the first time that we've been in the same room in about, what, what, eight months or some shit like that? It's been a while, since last October, I want to say. Yeah. That's the last so, time I was down south. Yeah, so it's been a few months. So we usually talk so much that we'll probably have an episode or two or even more. Uh, in store for you guys and uh, if everything works out the way that I want it to we will continue to do a weekly uh, podcast and I will do my best uh, to get it edited uh, and out to you guys and the only thing I mean by edited uh, is I'm going to go ahead and put the intro uh, <laughs> for you guys I don't go in there and edit any of the stuff out. I mean, I don't censor us or anything like that because we speak our mind uh, anytime that we're talking to you guys um, because that, that's what we want to do. This this podcast is for us to be real. Uh, give us a chance to talk to each other and actually just tell you guys how we feel. And again, if you guys want to get in contact with us, Chris, hit him with the email. 
We are at cyberhawktalk at gmail.com. Yep, we picked up uh, that email because I know the, the first couple of episodes we were throwing out different forms uh, of email addresses, but we will do the cyberhawktalk at gmail from now on. That's the one if you want to send us uh, email with you know links to things that you'd like us to talk about. Uh, stories, anything like that, send it there. If you want to hit us up on Twitter, we're at Boardhawk on Twitter. If you want to hit me up personally, I'm at Omega Knight J. Again, that's Omega Knight, as in Knights of the Round Table, and just J, the letter J. Uh, And, you know, I'm I'm around as much as I can be uh, on Twitter. Any messages that I do get come straight to me. Uh, so I believe that's that's how we're going to end this show. Don't forget our Facebook. Facebook.com oh, yeah. slash Boardhawk Studio. Yes. Our Matthew McConaughey up. approved. All yep. right. And, and our uh, website uh, will be going up soon, guys. Uh, we have been working on it, trying to make it uh, look <laughs> Uh, the way we want it to. Uh, we're again. I am a software engineer. I I do uh, certain things, but web developing isn't one of the things that I have been known to be my best. I've been getting into it for my work, so it's actually pushed off into my personal life too. Uh, so we're, we're and I'm very to... lazy at doing it. I mean, it's my responsibility. I'm trying. Bear with you guys. <laughs> yeah. Being Matthew McConaughey in real life takes. A lot of hard work. Do you know how long I spent in the bathroom fixing my hair? <laughs> my washboard abs. My, yeah. my chiseled chin. My fake <laughs> Texas accent. It's hard work. But bear with you okay. guys. <laughs> All right, guys. That's going to do it for this week. Thank you for listening to Cyberhawk Talk Podcast. I'm Ray. I'm Matthew McConaughey. Adios, amigos. All right. And remember, guys, live every day like it's your last. Ellen DeGeneres will be here next week. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, I ended uh, the recording. Uh,